Welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Of course, on today's show, uh, we're going to talk about everything that's kind of happened since the last episode has gone down in terms of coronavirus pandemic, uh, basically shutting down pretty much everything when you look around uh, across the country, uh, not even just sports. It's kind of had an impact on everything. So, uh, a pretty big change from what we were talking about last week in terms of our last episode, a Big Ten tournament preview. Uh, really kind of a pointless episode now when you look back on it with everything that's happened. But we'll discuss that, just kind of you know talk about what the future holds in terms of both uh, college sports and athletics, things of that nature. And then, of course, the podcast uh, Matt and I were just discussing before the episode, what we're going to try and do, uh, kind of, you know, just come up with ideas and things like that to, to keep bringing you guys stuff. I know there's no sports going on, but we're going to try and uh, keep you guys entertained and hopefully take your mind off everything that's going on a little bit uh, across the country. So uh, at the end of the today's episode, we're going to have linebacker Jake Cheney on the show. Uh, that'll be an interview that we'll have in the back half, similar to the front and back half uh, format that we've been doing. So we've got some uh, exciting stuff uh, on today's episode, and we'll kind of go from there on the other episodes. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing good. It's just very odd time currently in, in the sporting world as well as just the world abroad. So it's just a wild and crazy time. It is. It is. I, I can't imagine. I, it's, it's definitely something that has affected everybody in, in some sort of way. I mean, you look past just the sports, everything is, is just changing before our eyes. I know, uh, I work for a company that sells all the toilet paper and the sanitizers and the wipes, so our business has been crazy <laughs> and, and busy with all that. So I've I've barely kept my head on straight with that, and uh, I know it's got an impact on, on other businesses across the country. It's got impact where people are having to stay home from work the whole nine yards. So uh, it's it's really a crazy time. It's it's kind of unprecedented. There's not a lot that you know we can ask that that kind of reference back to this because. We, we've never had anything like this, and I think it's, it's really eye-opening to see just just what's kind of going on in the world. So, Yeah, I mean, you look at, uh, just to zero in on UW-Madison, and kind of they, they sent out uh, event updates here in the last, uh, or just today, um, if you're hearing it on Tuesday, it's worth them talking on Monday, that all winter and spring sports um, are all canceled. Um, as well as like the band concert, the the spring football open practices, you know, even the Crazy Lakes Classic. I mean, it's it's going to be a an odd couple months here that uh, we're going to try to fill some void um, and and talk about some things that are serious, but also some things that are just fun and lighthearted, so that uh, we pass the time a little bit for for fans because just like you, we're also trying to um, wrap our heads around with everything that's going on, but also making sure that uh, we can we can bring some, some fun and entertainment back to uh, the world from uh, UW sports 
fandom side. Yeah, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, right now it's 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 a weird time where, like I said, this time last week we were talking about the Big Ten tournament, and that feels like that feels like a month ago itself when we were talking and previewing Illinois versus Iowa in the second round. It seems like the world is completely flipped itself over in comparison to that where you're thinking about that and you're just like, man, that was that does not seem like it was just a week ago. But that's just kind of the the shift of, of what's kind of happened. And at the end of the day, it's it's the right call to kind of close these things down and, and let everybody take a step back and relax and, and hopefully get this thing under control. But it's it's just insane, the, the timeline and how fast everything moved from Tuesday evening rumblings of, of playing the, the tournaments as usual with no fans, uh, you know, to Wednesday evening, the NBA uh, shutting down, and then from there it was just kind of a matter of time where uh, I don't know about you personally, but when I saw the NBA uh, shut down, I, I kind of knew March Madness wasn't wasn't probably going to happen. Uh, but at the end of the day, I know it's 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 tough because you're you're looking through and you're you're wanting to watch basketball. Everybody gets that. There's no doubt that that people want to be watching March Madness this week. But at the end of the day, it's also the right decision because we've you know we've got to got to try and contain this thing and, and keep people safe. And you can think, look at it from both ways. I know it's tough for people that want to watch it, but at the end of the day, uh, it, you know, lives come first, and we got to take that into account more than more than just some basketball. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you look at it, and I, I just feel bad for some of these guys who really, for most of them, they only get four shots, you know, uh, to, to play in the NCAA tournament or even in high school you only get four shots if you're on varsity all four years um, to play in, like, a state tournament or anything like that. So it, you, it takes away opportunities from a lot of people, um, um, men and women alike, um, across the sporting universe right now. But at the same time, it's, it's just kind of shutting things down and, and see where the chips fall in a, in a, in a few weeks or months or whatever it's going to be at this point. Um, so uh, I'm just really hoping it doesn't bleed into college football season, which is obviously a ways away at this point. But, um, you know, I just feel bad for a guy like Brevin Pritzel, who, who has done so much in his college career. They have the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Things are really looking up for them. They were going to likely be a top four um, seed in the NCAA tournament. And to kind of see things cut short, um, it's got to be hard for them, especially when they're playing the best basketball of their careers. You know, that was the best basketball team right now that they've had since um, you look back to to uh, 2015. You know, I, did you happen to see the game on uh, on CBS over the weekend when it was Michigan State and Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch that one. I we rewatched part of the the Michigan Wisconsin game, which would have been a couple years later than they that they lost that one. I didn't catch the Michigan State uh, Wisconsin one, but I wanted to. I don't remember what I was doing. I was probably uh, I don't know walking dogs or something. I was just kind of out and about, but uh, it would have been fun to rewatch that and even watching the Michigan one. Uh, you know, with Nigel Hayes and and Kaning and those guys, even that group that I know they dropped that game but it was it was uh it was a fun look back and it, it's unfortunate you know we won't have the March Madness memories of 2020 but at the same time it it is what it is but no I didn't catch that one but it would have been a, a good one to see for sure 
Yeah, it was super cool, and, and it was funny to see, you know, it was Travis Trice at that time instead yeah. of Dimitric, and Dimitric was in the crowd. Uh, you could still hear his mom doing her patented whistle or, you know, EE or whatever she's doing, but um, it's it's so uh, it was so cool to see. You saw some big shots from Nigel Hayes and, and Bronson Koenig, and, and then you saw what Sam Decker could do, and, and, and a guy like Josh Gosser and Frank Kaminsky. It, it was definitely a good watch, and you see a guy like Vito Brown really young at that point, you know. So it, it was cool, and it, it was helped reminisce a little bit to, to take the edge off. But um, I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of fans who, who watch that. I know uh, I was getting text messages from friends from college about it. and It it's definitely takes a little bit of this thing off of it, but it's not the same as – uh, you know, the live, in the moment, not knowing what's going to happen, holding on to your butt type stuff uh, that usually happens. So um, we'll see kind of how things unfold moving forward. But my big thing is I just feel bad for the players because they're missing out on that opportunity. Yeah, they are. And I think it, uh, it it's tough for, uh, of course, you mentioned like a Brevin Pritzel and any senior across the country in college basketball that just – had their season abruptly just just ended, and it's not like it was mid-season. It was it was right before things were really starting to take off, uh, and I think that's the the tough part for for guys like that to just have their career uh, cut short in in just literally a matter of days uh, over something that I think the the whole world is still trying to get a grasp of, uh, and, and I think for the fans it's 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 tough because you know you look at the year that this team you know didn't make the tournament, and then last year. Uh, getting knocked out to Oregon, it's tough. And then to, to finally make it back and, and be playing exceptionally great basketball, I think that's something that gets lost in this whole thing, is that this team was playing incredible. Uh, I was so excited to see what they could do in March against the team outside of the Big Ten, you know, and, and see if they could win a couple games and bought fully back in. And, and then it just kind of just kind of ended abruptly. So it's it's tough because you have all those memories of March Madness uh, but at the same time, you know it's the right thing to do, and you know it's it's for the you know a better and and bigger cause. But it's tough to not you know have those memories of your of your fandomhood and uh, for the players to look back on and in such admiration because watching those old games and seeing those old faces is is a lot of fun. So it's disappointing for sure. Yeah, and but but then you saw like some big news coming through where the Badgers got uh, a football commitment. So time doesn't necessarily stand still. Um, throughout all of this, and and so we're going to talk with him later. And so there is positives to to glean from kind of what's going on and and where we are. But it is just bizarre because, like you said, last Tuesday we were recording, or uh, last Monday we were recording the podcast, and, and we would have never dreamt that it would have gotten to this right now. Um, but but here we are, and you know now there's no spring practice. I know we had kind of set up our schedules to go. Uh, we had we had set up our schedules to to go to a bunch of the practices open to the media, and those are kind of by the wayside now. And you wonder about those extra practices, if maybe uh, things take a turn for the, on the positive end, uh, if they um, are able to flatten the curve. You know, I know that's what everybody's seeing right now, but uh, if they're able to um, nucleize or uh, uh, go ahead and fix some of this, then maybe um, can they have summer practices or, you know, in May or whatever, because Wisconsin didn't have any practices, whereas you see some teams were able to get their whole spring practices in before um, some of this hit. So it's just, 
it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the NCAA uh, um, approaches this. And now talking about opening the possibility for players coming back for an extra year of eligibility uh, if if your year was cut short. So how does a guy like Brevin Pitzel fit into that, who who had uh, played, you know, most of the season, but then now would, would be a senior, could, does he get an extra year there? Um, or is it just um, the players who – um, didn't get to play the whole spring. So we'll, we'll see. There's a lot of uh, juggling that still needs to happen on the NCAA part. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, there's it's it's such an unprecedented event of, of things that have gone on where, you know, nobody has a, a rule book and, and things set in place for this. And maybe next time and down the road we'll have something figured out, uh, you know, in case this happens again, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we don't have to – deal with the nationwide pandemic again, but uh, it's it's crazy and it's eye-opening, and yeah, it's it's interesting to see, uh, you know, especially uh, in, on the basketball side to see what how that shakes out, but then again, for, for any athlete that was, you know, a spring sport, I know Wisconsin doesn't have baseball, but, you know, softball and all of that track and field, how that affects uh, you know, athletes from there, uh, I know, I know that that's, that's kind of been discussed, but you still have you know, stuff to work through, things to iron out, but that's going to take some some time and some serious upheaval of work to get these kids, uh, you know, another year of eligibility. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a, an uphill battle, even one we you know are we're, we're out of this whole little window uh, of just kind of laying low. It's going to be a lot of you know work to to get things back running normally because it's it's not going to run normal because everything has been impacted. Uh, uh, by this, so how how things shake out, even when it, it gets better and and you know the nation gets healthier, is going to be interesting to watch because it's like I said, it's been it, it's an unprecedented event that nobody was really prepared for. Yeah, I mean, you look back at the Wisconsin season. You know, we talked about it briefly about what the tournament would mean and and kind of our thoughts on how they would do, but but they you never know what could have happened. You know, I know I wrote an article. Uh, about the Badgers, their path to winning the national title, um, just uh, just for fun. And it, it's one of those things where you never know. You saw a team like Connecticut win it uh, a few years ago when they just got hot riding Kemba Walker. And, and this this Wisconsin team had, had a lot of mojo and a lot of things going their way. So they, they really uh, left – left some of the stuff on the court and weren't able to kind of keep things going, but um, definitely uh, proud of what they did. And, and it's really cool to see what they've done this season because it's a fantastic year and definitely one that they're never going to forget. And um, hopefully they can build upon it next year where they have, you know, the major components of their nucleus back and, and adding five really, really talented um, prospects as well, you know, rebooting some of the scholarship numbers in the program after playing with only eight this past year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this team responds because there there was so many great moments of this season and I think while while it sucks that of course the Big 10 tournament and the big dance were were taken away from this team, this team I think also is in pretty positive spirit spirits that, you know, they battled through uh, quite a bit to even get to the spot that they were. I mean, you think back to the, the beginning of the season with Howard Moore, uh, just the, the Kobe King thing, it just issues in, in a locker room with that. And then 
compounded with uh, a tough start in the Big Ten schedule, just to battle back and, and get a share of that Big Ten turn or Big Ten title is is pretty impressive. So I think for a team, you know, I'm sure a lot of teams across the country are disappointed in, in how it ended, or if they weren't, uh, you know, maybe playing their best basketball at the time that it ended, you, you kind of feel like you're maybe missing a piece. But I think this team is is has to be proud of their efforts because. They they really left it all on the court. They they buckled down those last eight games and you know rattled those off to to clinch a share of uh, the best conference in the nation. I mean you had probably ten teams getting into the tournament. It was an incredibly deep conference. So if if there's a you know a silver lining in this, I think it, it really showed these players that they can battle through pretty much anything that that puts in front of them and and still you know compete for a conference title. And I think coming into 2021. As we start to work towards closing the year so abruptly and getting into next year, I think that's going to be a huge thing for this team going into next season. Is that they next year hopefully they can just play basketball and and what they can do and they can just focus on hoops. It will be will be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, did you have a a favorite game from this past year that really jumped out to you? Um, I'm trying to think. Not. Not off the top of my head, I'm sure you know we'll we'll talk about some that that really, I, I probably the Michigan State upset um, that game was was pretty fun. The Maryland upset was pretty good too. There's so many good games. Even the going to Michigan and winning on the road, you know that you know Simpson Trice battle back and forth was pretty pretty electric. So I think there's a couple good ones, but probably one of those three. I'd have to think about it a little deeper. Because uh, I can't remember the ins and outs of each of those games, but I would I would say one of those three just because that Michigan State win really seemed to spark something back in this team where things were were, were going pretty poorly up until that point, uh, and, and then they kind of got that win to to spark uh, the part of the rest of the season. So I'd probably say that, but uh, I'm not really sure. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the two home games with. Michigan State and Maryland were both just phenomenal games to to be at. The crowd was really into it. Um, it was a really fun environment to be a part of. Um, I, I thought I think if I had to narrow it down, I'd probably go with uh, the Maryland game, um, yeah. just because Wisconsin had a 17 point lead at one point against Michigan State, and they just kind of uh, let it go down their pants for for a good chunk of that uh, in the second half to make it close and. Neither team really scored over the final minutes to to win it. It was more of a who's not going to lose this type thing, and Wisconsin ended up winning it. So it was kind of lackluster at the end. But then you look at the Maryland game, and it was just from the beginning to end, it was tooth and nail fighting it out. And Wisconsin just – you saw that play that Brad Davison had where he threw it off the inbounder and then – and then proceeded to drain the three off the uh, corner inbound. It was just like it was a thing off of a movie, you know, because it was such a such a heady play that he made, and one of the better plays I've seen um, from a basketball player in, in quite some time uh, in, in terms of just understanding the game and really just zoning in and doing doing what you needed to to win it because they were trailing by one, and to to go ahead and and make those two consecutive plays was was wild and. I the Cole Center was about as loud as I've ever heard it when that happened, and then uh, it was it was just like a bomb went off in the joint, and it was so cool to see. So um, I would I would I would say the Maryland game was definitely the one that I thought was 
the the coolest game to watch out of it and uh, the most entertaining um, from beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. I would love to go back and and rewatch that game, knowing knowing what you know now that the the season would end so abruptly. I think it'd be really fun to go back and watch uh, some of those games and, and see what we've got, uh, you know, in terms of that and just kind of you know reminisce on on what was a pretty solid season for this team all in all to, to go back and, and watch some of those memories will be uh, important to watch because like I said you're not going to have the March Madness memories so you're going to have to think back to those big games where you knocked off a ranked opponent or you know had someone big come into your uh, stadium and, and beat them it, it's going to be pretty special and then uh, of course you also have to mention the, the final game uh, at Indiana I know the game itself wasn't pretty but uh, just having a Watching this team celebrate a Big Ten title was really cool, and I think that'll be the lasting memory of this you know, 2020 season that got cut short because no one really expected this team to be doing what they did towards the end, and just to see them celebrate will kind of be a nice uh, you know, wrapping and, and bowing of this season as they head towards uh, a 2021 season that will be uh, very welcomed, I, I assume, by the public with not having uh, March Madness this year. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the dichotomy between what they put on the court in Brooklyn versus what you saw those last eight games, you would think it was a completely different team, uh, you know, just on the offensive end primarily. And it was it was cool to see. And, um, you know, it, I, I've got YouTube TV, so I just record it all so I can go back at any time, which is, which is kind of nice. Um, you know, get at us if you want to sponsor YouTube TV. We're uh, never going to get that, but... Um, that's for another day, but um, it, it's definitely that does help. So that in this time, if I want to go back to watch any of the football games or uh, basketball games, um, it's it's worth a purchase if you're really f- focused on wanting to have that reability to watch. Um, but back to the basketball team, it it was crazy to just, the transformation that they took um, through it all, all the ups and downs to to be where they were at the end. Um, really just impressive and. You, you got to give a hand to the players, the coaches, um, to who got them to that point, and the way that they rallied around one another to to really change and alter the entire um, axis of their basketball playing future. Because yeah. it w- was pretty bleak at um, certain points this year, and uh, yeah. they really changed it quickly. Yeah, they did. They did, and that's what. I think as you come into 2021 with with all those guys, you know, Trice, Davison, Ford, Potter, uh, you know, all those guys returning, and then you're going to have, uh, you know, you're going to have Davis coming in, Johnny Davis and uh, Ben Carlson, guys like that, where this team coming into next year, they, they battled through a lot. But this team, I've seen some early, you know, way too early rankings and stuff. And, you know, I've seen the Badgers as high as, uh, you know, like top 10, 11, I think is where I saw them ranked uh, in one of them. So th- this team by no means is, is done. You know, this group is going to be coming together. Uh, and I, I think next year, I, I know people got really excited for this year and and what they did the final stretch, but next year Wisconsin basketball is going to be, you know, must must see TV, at least on paper. So I'm I'm pretty excited and I know, uh, I know it's a bummer, but this team has, has still got a lot in front of them in this group has uh, a solid head on their shoulders everything they've been through. So next year I think they're going to be uh, have that as an advantage as they as they go into a season that ended so weirdly last year to come into next year and just be able to play basketball. It's going to be it's going to be fun to see. So 
Yeah, do you want to uh, switch over to, to football here and, and talk a little bit about the commitment before we have him join us? Yeah, yeah. So just so you guys know, uh, we're going to have Jake Chaney, 2021 inside linebacker. Uh, my head has just been spinning the last few days, and somehow I thought 2020 was back open. But uh, he's uh, a linebacker commit, uh, three-star looking at, uh, he, at Rivals, and I believe he was three-star on Rivals and 247. Yeah. Uh, and had uh, offers from a whole host of Big Ten teams, Minnesota, Michigan, uh, Indiana. He was also recruited by Pitt and Louisville, and then a couple of the Florida directional schools, as well as uh, Cincinnati and Vanderbilt. So uh, a solid uh, inside linebacker. I've seen a little bit of tape. Uh, I know he's gotten a lot of comparisons to Chris Orr, but have you seen anything in particular uh, that you really liked about Jake in his uh, in his recruiting tape or anything like that? Yeah, and watching his tape, he, he really flows the ball nicely. He, he comes downhill really quickly in run support. Um, you don't get to see a lot in, in pass coverage, which is, is, is okay because in Wisconsin's 3-4, you're not – they don't have to do anything crazy at the inside linebacker position. But, but yeah, I think Chris Orr is a good comparison. I think he, he might have a little more top-end speed than Orr did, um, especially after Orr injured his knee. I, I think that really hurt uh, Chris Orr's speed and, and just his dynamic ability. Um, but we saw just kind of what Chris Orr could do this past year. And, I mean, if Cheney can do anything similar to that, I think the Wisconsin got a really good – get and you saw his recruitment really fly up this past couple yeah. months because you you look back and he, he didn't have a a crazy offer list back before Wisconsin offered and then you see uh a bunch of programs coming right consecutive right behind them and and to have a dad who's a, a former coach uh is always good because you're looking at probably a kid who really understands the game really uh is knowledgeable and is pushed and has a good understanding of what it takes to to play at a high major level uh, like his dad did at Florida State. So I think Wisconsin got a really good one and and did a good job of locking him down before um, he was able to go to maybe visit a Florida State or one of the other schools from the south who's going to be near him. Yeah, most definitely. And I think another thing, it it really keeps that, I know Wisconsin and, and Florida, that pipeline of recruitment has really been a lot of you know, defensive backs has been a, a big thing, but to land, to go into Florida and and recruit against, uh, you know, schools of that caliber of of a Florida, a Florida State, you're gonna have all the other SEC schools that come into and recruit Florida heavily, more so have, have a presence in more of those states than than most places do. So to to get in there and land, uh, what what I think, you know, I know I've only seen limited tape on him, but it looks like a, a very solid kid. Solid size, and like you mentioned, the speed it looks to you know be a little bit quicker than some other guys that he's been comparing to. So it's it's a pretty big get, and I think it it shows the that Wisconsin can turn out linebackers, and recruits are seeing that. And you're seeing what the Badgers have have done over the past decade with some pretty pretty good linebackers. So I think recruits are starting to see that, and it's allowing the Badgers to compete with the big boys at uh, some of the spots in the states that. Sometimes they they may not have so. Yeah, no, and I mean you you look at his 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 quickness and his ability to kind of strafe along the uh, the linebacker position. He looks like a kid who really fits into what Wisconsin does at the linebacker position. You know, he looks like a guy who can bend nicely and and 
do kind of what Ryan Connolly did, where he could kind of get through those little niches in between linemen if he's on blitzes that I think he could really do a good job with. So um, he's not going to be the the huge um, guy like Leo Chanel who's, you know, 6'2", 250, um, but instead he's going to be a quicker, more athletic uh, inside backer who can who can really uh, unleash some quickness and, and get to the ball carry in a hurry, uh, especially when you have potentially a better defensive line in front of you opening up, you know, gaping holes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be uh, exciting to see how his recruitment pans out. I know that 2021 class is starting to come together pretty nicely, uh, and I think he'll be another uh, solid piece of it. And it was it was welcome news for something that uh, you know everything's gone on to, for the for recruitment just to get any news, uh, any Wisconsin athletic news was pretty nice. And you know that 2021 class is starting to look uh, pretty solid and filled out. I think that uh, they're ninth member of that class, and I, I think that's a big get because you're going to continue to knock off some pieces of that class and to be getting you know getting to almost double digits uh, right now is pretty solid and it means that you've got uh, some quality players locked up early that are 110 percent you know dedicated to Wisconsin, which is awesome to see. For sure. Do you want to get want to have us get to the interview and have them? Yeah. Going? Yep. We'll go. We'll go ahead and kick it over to a couple quick ad reads, guys, and then uh, we'll get into our interview with Jake. And then uh, just to kind of wrap up this episode uh, going forward, we'll, we'll continue to uh, churn out episodes. Uh, I think our next one we're going to send out a mailbag uh, just to answer any questions that you guys have. We've done it a couple times before. Uh, like to just get some outsider perspective, and then if there's anything else, you guys want us to cover, now is the time to give us a shout at the B5Q Twitter handle, anything fun, it can be fun, it can be serious, it can be anything you want. <laughs> We've got probably two months here of, of no sports to cover, and we weren't uh, expecting that. So if you guys want to shout us some ideas, I think both Matt and I are all ears in terms of that, and we'll try to keep this thing fun, keep it light, and hopefully give you guys an outlet to take your mind off everything that's going on around the world. So thank you guys yeah. for listening. I was, just gonna, I was just going to say, yeah, because some people have already reached out and DM'd on Twitter. Keep doing that. We, you know, we're, we take what you're wanting and we work with it and we try to get stuff on the site as well as uh, into the podcast. So keep sending them our way uh, and, and, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely. That was well said. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and kick it over to our interview with Jake Cheney. Uh, we've already talked about it a little bit, but now we're going to have our conversation with him after a couple quick ad reads. All right, Badger fans, we now welcome on a very special guest, Jake Cheney. He recently committed to the Badgers as an inside linebacker. We've talked about him a little bit on the episode already, a very exciting member of the 2021 class. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. No problem, no problem. So first question for you, Jake, just how big of a relief is it to have your recruitment finished up? I know it's it's early for some, but just to have that weight off your back, how good does that feel? I mean, it feels good. Now I can focus on my team and myself um, going into my senior season and hopefully hopefully improve on um, this season from last season. Nice. Uh, you visited back for the Purdue game. Um, what about Wisconsin really stood out to you during your visit? It's like – um. Everything in Wisconsin is about Wisconsin, and the coaches and players, the fans, are all about Wisconsin, um, genuine, have great values, and just great people. 
I like to hear that. I know Wisconsin was was kind of one of your initial schools to offer you during your recruitment. Uh, did that stand out to you? Was that important to you in terms of your decision making, or or how did you feel that Wisconsin was one of the first schools to really approach you? It's like um they're one of the first schools to ever like the first school to recruit me, and um always had that kind of loyalty to them. Um, I mean it's a great school to be recruited by, so um I always had them in the back of my um. Okay. Uh, you had originally planned to, to potentially take some more visits before uh, the coronavirus, everything going on, um, including a trip to Wisconsin. Where else were you planning to visit before you shut down uh, your recruitment? Uh, I was planning to visit on um, Danny, uh, well, Vandy, Louisville. Um, I was going to go up to Iowa State and Michigan, and I was going to visit Wisconsin last. Is there anything that really stood out to you in terms of the, the city itself or, or just the place? Because coming from Florida, I'm sure it's a very different environment than what you kind of got used to uh, with Madison. I mean, it's a real nice place, a um, whole bunch of open land, real nice. Um, <laughs> the city, um, great city, great people. Um, it's not really di- real different from Florida. It's just that, I mean, it's just the parts. Just a little colder? In the winter? Yeah, just a little quarter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, kind of speaking to the people, who are some of the people from Wisconsin that you spoke to most during the process? Um, I talked to Jim Leonard, um, Khalif Dude. Um, Saeed Khalif? Warren. Yes, sir. And then um, uh, Warren Herring. I saw you took a picture with Chris Orr, and, and you've kind of got a lot of comparisons to him. Uh, as a player, how do you feel about that uh, comparison? Is because Chris had a pretty outstanding season. It sounds like a lot of people see you as a potential guy that uh, could grow into a strong player like that. Yes, sir. I mean, it feels great being compared to a player like that. Um, I got to talk to him with a little bit. He seems like a great person, and um, hopefully, I can be a little bit better than him. I like, I like to hear, hear that. that. Yeah. Um, so what was it like having your father as your high school coach? I mean, he's obviously still your your father, still your high school coach, but um, do you think that that helps you in any way uh, in terms of when you're on the field? I mean, he never coached my position, and he rarely helped with the defense. So, I mean, um, he's just seen, like, as another coach or just another um, person in the staff for me. So um, did it really affect my play? I wouldn't say – so, um, because he allowed the coaches to get on me, um, coach me up like any other player and probably treat me a little bit harder. So, um, I mean, he helped me throughout life, but as a coach, um, he did a little impact. Your your dad played college ball at Florida State. I know you've had some, some other uh, family members. I believe you had a sibling that played at the Citadel. Uh, so how much did you kind of lean on having that family background and, and kind of guidance help you through – the not even just the football playing aspect, but the recruiting stuff and, and everything of that nature. I mean, um, I think me and my brother recruiting was a little bit different. Uh, he was just a last-minute guy. Um, got the Citadel offer um, right before the last signing day. So, I mean, getting all these offers and opportunities early is a blessing. So I know how it feels to um, not have no offers or um, not have nowhere to go. So, I mean, it just affected me a little bit. 
um, kind of jumping into, you know, you're going to be a senior next year. What do you think is the facet of your game that you do really well and that you'll bring to the table? Um, I say I can add a little bit of um, explosion and speed, and um, I say I'm very physical. Um, I don't think there's a lot of people that can just say they're just real physical people, and I believe I'm one of those guys. Well, Jake, you had a tremendous junior season, uh, over 100, uh, 110 tackles and 10 tackles for loss. What are you maybe looking for going into your senior season to you know, kind of improve this offseason as you gear up for that final year of high school ball? Um, what I'm working on right now is just um, getting a little bit better in pass drops, um, getting to understand the coverages a little bit more. And I'll say I want to get some more forced fumbles. <laughs> Nice. Cause some havoc. Um, all right, kind of wrap things up. If you have one message for Wisconsin fans, what would you want them to know about you? Hey, I'm all in. Um, I'm all for Wisconsin. There's no turning back now. I love to hear it, Jake. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us. You're always always welcome on the pod if you ever would like to come back on. We look forward to having you uh, up in Madison next year and uh, congrats on the commitment and uh, good luck in your senior season of football. We look forward to, to watching and, and keeping close tabs and seeing you up here. Thank you. All right, guys, that wraps up our interview with Jake. We'll be back for an episode later this week. As always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.